Welcome to another episode in this new season, season three of the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi podcast, Naturally Educated. I'm your host, Tim Elliott, and with me is Abdulrahman Al-Zabi. How's everything with you today, AR? Going great. Beautiful day. Uh, and it's great to be back with you here for episode two. Do you know, I think we've got a great episode lined up today because it's mm. really all we need to know, I hope, about single-use plastics. Now, we hear that phrase a lot. What does it mean? Just how bad is single-use plastic? Lots of questions to ask. And for the first time, I think, on this podcast, mm -hmm. two guests we're going to welcome as well. Wow, we're so lucky. Well, that should mean uh, we get a great perspective uh, on how much of an issue the single-use plastic from two different professionals, you know? Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Uh, we'll we'll obviously also discuss the priorities of Mission to Zero, highlighting the lead taken through EAD's pledge in Abu Dhabi, uh, and we'll also get more on the communications program, raising public awareness and so on and so forth. So as always, um, I feel like we're uh, we're set to learn a lot from this episode. <laughs> it's one of the things about this series, Abdurrahman. There is so mm -hmm. much to learn. Before we welcome our guests, though, today's episode will also, I think, get to the heart of sustainability and also how much plastic we use and how much plastic we waste. I mean, the thing is, isn't it, we kind of take for granted now that everything we buy, everything we use is so well made and so well packaged mm -hmm. and often, you know, in plastic. I mean, it's everywhere. It really is. I mean, it's 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 incredible. You, you know, you, your phone has some plastic components. Obviously, the mm -hmm. single-use ones, which is bottles. Um, you know, even even the tissue box has like a plastic thing in the cover. Uh, it's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I wanted to say, like, this is exactly why we're dedicating a full episode on how to use plastics and why it is important to recognize it. Um, the title really says it all: the year of sustainability consequences of single-use material on waste waste accumulation, climate change, and pollution. That whole mm. title just sums up so many things, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and obviously, as we always say, this is a huge topic, uh, and there's so much to discuss. Here's the thing. With Abu Dhabi leading the way to protect the environment uh, with specifically Mission to Zero campaign, um, we're going to try to lay out exactly what's being done to combat single-use plastic, okay? Okay. We'll also try to align responsible consumption and conservation. You know, you cannot forget that it's the year of sustainability here in the UAE. So it is really up to us all to do something. We've got to remember that it's all about personal responsibility. One of the main aims of the year of sustainability is behavioral change, positive change. Mm. And that's through collective action. It's individual action. So that's, that's something that I think is really important to stress. We can all do better. Exactly. So many of us are making an effort to be better, including me. Uh, I'm trying <laughs> at least uh, to, to basically think in a more sustainable and a more green way. Uh, but I often also ask myself, could I do even more? Could I do something that I didn't think about before? And I've got to be honest and admit that Honestly, I could. <laughs> so, anyway, I counsel myself with with the thought that if I'm even asking myself that question, I guess it means that I am trying somehow. <laughs> You're making me feel guilty. I mean, I know <laughs> I could do so much better, and I'm kind of making a mental note now. The other thing is, two episodes into this podcast season, I wonder if hosting this podcast with you is kind of a wake-up call, the wake-up call I need. I hope so. I mean, uh, you're doing great from what I see. So, <laughs> But I honestly think that um, uh, if you're asking questions, right, and making an effort, uh, and I'm sure you are, Tim, there's, there's no doubt on that one, um, that you're at least halfway there. Do you remember the other day we were uh, sat working on uh, one of the episodes uh, on the series and you were saying that as a kid in the UK, there was a national campaign called Keep Britain Tidy, right? Mm, mm. And it was a sort of a countrywide effort, how you explain it, uh, to stop people littering. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you were telling specifically how strict your mom was about making you <laughs> making sure you dispose of your rubbish uh, in the right way, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that that kind of seems kind of scary, to be honest. <laughs> she was frightening, man. Yeah, yeah, but in a good way. Yeah, you see, that's kind of the first step, basically thinking about it, uh, and really, it's uh, it was the second step too, which is actually doing something positive about this issue. 
That's a really good example. Uh, and it's something genuinely that stuck with me. My whole life, littering is a real kind of personal bugbear with me. As I've rattled on to you about this loads of times. It drives me mad. So maybe I'm doing a little bit better than I realize. You probably are, Tim. <laughs> now, just before we get into the discussion, a quick reminder for our listeners. As always, guys, we'd like to uh, make sure you're following and getting in touch with us. So if you'd like to reach out and share your comments or if you have a story to share, do let us know what you think about this episode or this podcast. You can always find us on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Environment Abu Dhabi, one word. You can also find us on our website or YouTube channel at Environment Agency Abu Dhabi. Give us a like and hit the subscribe button wherever you find your podcasts. Indeed, and so it's time for today's episode, the Year of Sustainability, Consequences of Single-Use Material on Waste Accumulation, Climate Change, and Pollution. Let's get into it, Abdurrahman. Let's do it. With us today, we've got two guests. Munir Salim Boghanem is a policy advisor at the Environment Agency Abu Dhabi. Welcome, Munir. Thank you for hosting us. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Uh, we also have Maryam Badr al She's a strategic digital manager at the Year of Sustainability team. She's also an expert and fellow alumina, UAE National Experts Program. Hi, Maryam. Great to have you. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So we'll start today by asking Munir a very important question. Tell us more about the Mission to Zero. Mission to Zero is a campaign that was launched by the Environment Agency with the focus of supporting the implementation of the Abu Dhabi single-use plastic policy. Mission to Zero is an aspirational slogan. We want uh, zero waste, zero emissions, uh, zero impact. Uh, it might be um, impossible, uh, uh, but it is inspirational. It shows us the way. And uh, we always strive to achieve the closest to zero as possible with our work. That's great. And, you know, it's a great goal. It's a, a bold move and a, and a huge vision, let's call it. To give people and listeners a perspective, give us more of the background of plastics use here in the UAE. Is there any historical context that we can get into? We are heavy consumers of uh, not only plastic, <laughs> of products mm -hmm. in, in the UAE here. Uh, when it comes to plastic, our consumption of bottles, of bags, is really high in comparison to the rest of the world. We consume uh, more than 1,172 or 82 bags per capita per year, where the global average is 307. Wow. So we're almost uh, three to four times the global average. In uh, bottles, we consume between 400 to 600 bottles per capita per year. And this is, again, uh, a very high percentage. If we, if we go and survey our marine ecosystem and uh, terrestrial ecosystem, we find many of these products leak into the environment. I could tell you that the coastlines in Abu Dhabi, we have one plastic bottle every two meters of coastlines, wow. which, which, is, which is a lot. And that's why we are targeting uh, these products. I've seen that. I mm -hmm. can vouch for yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. That sounds really dire. Uh, the situation here needs to, to have some sort of a shift in how people think about plastics and so on. And uh, when you first came to the studio, you told me that you're not against plastics. But tell us why are they so bad, especially the single-use uh, plastic products? I work for the Environment Agency. I'm an environmentalist by background. Mm -hmm. I'm an activist. I used to be an NGO activist, and I love plastic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, uh, bold statement. Why? Why? Exactly. Uh, my, my issue with the, with the plastic is when some of the single-use plastic products leaks into the environment. And there where I have an issue. If I look at the plastic around me, it, it, it exists in everything around me. It exists in my clothes, in my uh, laptop, in my uh, mobile phone, in my car, in my plane, in every mean of transportation. So I think uh, making products lighter ha uh, has caused so far a decline in the emissions from transport, for example. Uh, so basically, we can't, uh, we can't get rid of plastic. Plastic is an integral part of our life. However, we have an issue with single-use products, plastic and non-plastic, things mm -hmm. that we use. I'll give you an example. An average use of a plastic bag is 10 minutes. That's insane to use a plastic bag, to use a single-use product for 10 minutes and throw it away. Mm -hmm. 
And where do we throw it away? It's it's light, it's for free, it's given here and there. So it, it's easy to get transported to the environment, be it in the desert or on the marine environment. If I can add something, I heard this uh, and I, I completely agree with what you said because we can't deny how fantastic plastic is. But uh, the thing is, the problem is with how we dispose of plastic. It's not that plastic is harmful. It's our use and misuse of plastic and disposing of it in the environment is what is harmful. So it's about our behavior. So mm. we need to look at how we behave, how we use and consume and, uh, you know, throw out uh, uh, certain things just because we don't see the value uh, in keeping them, for example. I totally agree with you, but we have an issue also. Mm. Not only the way we are consuming them, but also the volume we are consuming them. So can we live without uh, that volume of single-use products? I think we can. We have a a clear case in Abu Dhabi, the ban on single-use plastic bags. And luckily, we avoided 172 million bags from entering the environment only last year. And I don't think that the life of the people was largely affected because of that. Munir, can I ask you a very simple question about uh, how you implement a strategy like this? Because it's it's not just about, you know, a government turning around and saying, this is what we're going to do. Uh, you have to do it. This is about a mindset change, isn't it? You have to change, help people to change the way they think, the way they cha- they approach a product that they've taken for granted. So, with that in mind, what do you, what's the first step when you implement a strategy like uh, Mission to Zero? You see, for example, on the ban on on uh, single-use plastic bags, we tested the system first. We worked very closely with the private sector, with the producers, with the retailers, with uh, with other government entities. So it was a number of parallel. Uh, actions that we took. Some of them were Mission to Zero, the campaign, the the large campaign that we've been implementing, and the other ones were regulatory. So we banned single-use plastic bags. We defined the uh, specifications of a multiple-use bag. And the third one is voluntary by, by retailers. We work very closely with them to sign a declaration to actually charge for each reusable bag. So to push people to avoid using them in the first place. And I think these all, all these factors contributed to the great success of the initiative in the first year. I would like to direct this question to Maryam, if possible, guys. Uh, Maryam, what was the thinking behind the year of sustainability and the strategy behind it to to kind of share that knowledge with the people here in the UAE? So when we were uh, in the initial thinking of the year of sustainability, um, we are part of the Awam uh, al-Imarat, uh, or the year uh, of office. So every year we have a theme in the UAE. And we realized and we recognized in the early strategy that it's no longer about awareness. The UAE has done that throughout the years through EAD, through different organizations and uh, through creating policies. What are we doing differently in the year of sustainability? We are trying to change behavior. We are trying to drive behavioral change. So while, for example, uh, we are banning single-use plastic or creating systems that uh, reduce single-use plastic with the private and uh, government organizations, it's the consumer that we're talking to. So when we were developing the strategy, after a few months, we had to scratch it completely and start from the beginning, from a behavioral science point of view. How do you change behavior in the domestic world through for individuals living in the UAE? And we're not just talking about uh, UAE nationals and uh, residents. We're talking about everyone who calls the UAE home, uh, whether you're here for a year, whether you're here for longer. We're trying to see what drives behavior change. So it's either uh, health, the uh, proposition, for example, uh, I'll be more driven to change my behavior if it's related to my health. I'll be more driven to change my behavior if it's impacting my financials. Uh, we've noticed that the environment is not necessarily the top concern when it comes to the individuals living in the UAE. 
but things like social and identity uh, uh, social behavior can actually drive that change mm-hmm. so when we're increasing uh, or we're, we're putting a Uh, cost on uh, single-use plastic. So people have to pay uh, for plastic bags. What does that actually mean? People start to complain, like, I, why do I need to pay for plastic? Well, this is where we come and say, well, did you know that by buying a reusable, plas- a reusable bag, you can actually save money instead of buying plastic bags every time you go to the groceries? So it's kind of thinking about it from that point of view. What would help you change your behavior and what would help each and every one of us? Because we have different things that drive us to make that change. Um, one thing that uh, Mr. Munir mentioned earlier is about uh, how much we eat plastic. Mm-hmm. And in one of our campaigns, um, we are talking about SOS, Save Ourselves. So it's about rethinking that we need to save ourselves from the consumption of not just plastics, but the consumption that we've adopted and how it's impacting our health. Did you know that you're eating plastic? Of course. I mean, not really, but uh, on a longer period of time, yeah, but that frequent, I didn't know. So I want to kind of revert back to Munir because this information came from you and Mm -hmm. I want to give you the credits. It's new for me too, to understand how, how much plastic we're eating. So we did talk about it in the year of sustainability that There are microplastics in everything that we consume, and so we end up consuming those plastics. But how much actually are we consuming? And I know we don't have the data in the UAE, but I think having an insight on a global scale can actually help. Yeah, we consume around the credit card size of plastic every week. These are international studies. Um, assumption is that in the UAE we consume more. And uh, on to, to this end, I could tell you that our estimation is that by 2025, for each ton of uh, plastic, for each, for each three tons of fish, we will have a ton of plastic in the sea. By 2050, we'll have more plastic than fish. Wow. That's insane. And fish eat plastic and we eat fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the circle of life. <laughs> circle of life. Uh, Munir, if I can kind of, I guess, pivot back from year of sustainability to mission to zero, uh, we're halfway through the year 2023. It's the build up to COP28, of course. It's a huge year in sustainability terms in the UAE. That's a given. But where are we now when it comes to mission to zero in terms of set priorities and, and the position that we've reached? Well, last year we've been focused on the uh, single-use uh, plastic bags. We've been uh, focused on mobilizing uh, the green business network, the different actors within the community to support that. Uh, this year we're launching uh, an incentive-based bottle return scheme. Reverse vending machines with incentives, smart bins will be distributed in the Emirate of Abu Dhabi in partnership with the private sector. We will have many of them, hopefully in most of the high footfall areas, we will have them. Uh, our target is to go to recover 50% of the bottles we are consuming. And to give you an idea, we're, what we're talking about is around 7,000 tons of plastic only used for bottles, and each ton is 85,000 bottles. You do the calculations. It's wow. in billions. Yeah. So th- this is this is what we're trying to do. This year is the focus on uh, reusable, uh, recovering uh, bottles. Uh, the, uh, the other track is we're working with Abu Dhabi government entities to declare the government as free from single-use uh, products, not only plastic, plastic and non-plastic. And this is very important to mention here. A plastic cup should not be replaced by a paper cup that is single-use. A paper cup is plastic-coated from inside, and in scientific definition, it is considered as single-use plastic. Mm-hmm. A plastic cup should be re- uh, replaced with a reusable cup, be it mm-hmm. plastic or glass or any other type of material that you can reuse. So the focus uh, actually is on trying to change behavior around these concepts, concepts that we've uh, we've had in our mind uh, for a long time that replacing a plastic bag with a paper bag, 
that's not correct. A paper bag might have a higher environmental impact than a plastic bag if used once. So we are trying to change the mindset regarding that. We are trying to push uh, uh, consumers, the, the, the different members of the community to act uh, differently, to, to avoid using products uh, where they are not needed. Future would be in the packaging, tackling packaging. We are working very closely with the UAE Circular Packaging Association. And I think this is not only in the UAE, but across the globe. Packaging would be the key challenge for the future to achieve more circularity in the system and reduce consumption of resources. If I may add uh, on that note, I, I didn't know this fact before this year. So did you know that you're paying for 90% of your what you're paying for a water bottle is for the plastic bottle production and only mm. 10% for the actual water. <laughs> you're not paying for the water, you're paying for the plastic bottle. So when you get a reusable bottle, it will cost you less to just refill that bottle instead of buying more extra water bottles. And I, I actually went to check that fact. I went on online to see like the different sizes of water bottles and how much they cost. So a small water bottle costs exactly the same, like small meaning uh, 100 ml, exactly the same wow. amount as uh, 330 or 500 ml, because again, the it's the production cost. It's not the water cost. And that just blew my mind. It's the cover. The yes. Most of the plastic is in the cover of the bottle and it's the same regardless of its size. It's, it's a really interesting point that because, you know, we all kind of walk around with our bottles of water and it's it's a healthy thing to do. It's good to be hydrated. We live in a desert environment. Um, but the fact that, you know, we're paying so much in a place where water is probably scarcer than many other nations, we're paying so much for the plastic that surrounds uh, that which gives us life. It's, 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 a, it's a mad thought, isn't it? Yeah, I can imagine, let's say if... If you have to sometimes in, the, in outdoor activities, but most of the people, they use single-use bottles mm. in their homes. And this is uh, this has to change. Business, as usual, is no longer an option for, for everyone. We have to change our behavior. Otherwise, we, will, we, will, we won't be at the front edge uh, nations as our leadership uh, wants us to be. That's true. And um, I want to expand on uh, something you mentioned about involving entities and schools and other people in, in through EAD, um, specifically the EAD's competition for schools and government entities that encourages uh, reducing single-use plastics, plastic products. Uh, could you expand on that? We, we have different venues and different channels for approaching the community, including schools, academia, universities, private sector uh, uh, industries. We have uh, a green labeling program for industries. Uh, so we, variety of channels, uh, always with the objective of rationalizing, uh, rationalizing performance and make it more sustainable. And it's a learning process, not only for those businesses, but for us as well. We learn from those businesses. We, know, we understand more their needs. We rationalize our own policies and plans based on on what what are the real needs in in the community uh, but definitely for example i give you an ex uh, the in the uh, while applying the ban on single use bags we approach bakalas thousands of bakalas were visited by employees uh, by uh, volunteers uh, driven by the environment agency uh, and we developed uh, material in different languages in urdu english arabic whatever it is approaching all those bakalas we spoke to uh, industries individual industries and collectively working with the department of economic development and the industrial development bureau all elements of sustainability are tackled in a collective way. We cannot be the only custodian. Everyone is responsible and everyone is responsible and everyone uh, has their own share or their own bit of responsibility. And unless we work all together in harmony, we won't be, we won't be able to achieve not zero and not even close to zero. Mm -hmm. And I think this is something that we always uh, keep repeating in our messaging when people ask, like, I'm just one person, what can I do? Said billions of people mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. it, it starts from each and every individual so Munir's work he's one person who's collecting so many people to work with him 
to bring awareness, to bring uh, a call to action, like let's do this together because we can't do it alone. Yeah, but you see, I think the, the, the community here, we are blessed with our leadership, with how things work. The community is very well receptive. They trust that the government is doing the right thing. And the government is driven by always, for example, on the bottle return scheme, instructions from our leadership, provide incentives to the to, to, to the users, make sure it is appealing, make sure it there is something for the users in it, otherwise it won't work. So we are, we are blessed with this. We are having this continuous and uh, flowy, let's say, uh, directions to, to do things in comparison to best practice, learn from other people's mistakes and don't do them here in the UAE. This is our continuous message that we receive from leadership. And to add to that, and this is what we've also found in uh, in uh, behavioral change, is that if you bring in incentives and if you bring in the message from a positive point of view, people are more likely to make a change in their behavior. Um, the way that we've seen sustainability being tackled internationally, it is very doom and gloom. And this is not our values. In the UAE, we like to think of what is possible. And this is why I think Mission to Zero has come up, because even though it feels or it seems impossible, we can get there. It's an it's a goal that we want to get to. And when we were developing that, it was like, okay, we but we can't be greenwashing also. So we need to give people the honest reality with the options of what we can do to make that change. Um, giving them hope that it can be possible. Uh, and I really love that the reverse vending machine is uh, coming into place. Um, I've been part of a previous organization who had the reverse vending machine, but we were not able to use it because the policies with the private industries were not there in place yet. So getting here is a huge step. And I'm really glad that we're making those smaller changes to incentivize people to see the benefit of you know, being more sustainable. Because if we actually think about it and if we if we go back to what are our core values in the UAE, sustainability is not a new term. It's a new term, but it's not a new value to be specific. Our ancestors lived very sustainably and used their resources very, you know, with, with the, the thought and or end in mind that how can we make the best out of what these products are. So for example, I'm sure everyone experienced this as a kid. You know, those uh, biscuit boxes, mm. you'd always find sewing kits inside them. But for me, I'd always find uh, baraga, you know, al-burga, <laughs> my mom's burga. And uh, other than that, like, uh, we, we realized that the the telly that is sewn on the on the dresses or the jalali bin kanadir of women, uh, once the, the material is... Uh, torn or it's no longer in good shape, they would take out the telly and put it on a new fabric just to give it a longer lifespan. And this is the way that we need to see sustainability, that it's approachable. Yes, it's a big term and it feels complicated. But I mean, like, if we start to simplify the idea of sustainability, it won't be so out of reach for everyone. Yeah, I think uh, the, the term sustainability is a very uh, complex term. And without complicating it to the uh, listeners, I think uh, sometimes it's hard to dis- explain it to my grandmother or to my mother or my parents. What do I do? However, if we put it in simple terms to our daily practices, avoid using resources whenever we don't need them. This is this is a basic approach. And if we have to use resources, reuse them as much as possible. And when we finish from them, recycle them. Make sure they don't end up in, in the environment at least or not in the uh, waste uh, landfills or dump sites. This is, this is a very basic thing that everyone can do. Everyone can uh, get rid of a, of a bag a day. Everyone can reduce the consumption of plastic bottles by one bottle a day. Everyone can do a similar action, a small action that can make a, a large impact if done in group. 
uh, and uh, of course at the level of um, government, at the level of the uh, economy, uh, industry, uh, other types of measures are expected and are on the way, I could say, in, in, in Abu Dhabi to make things more sustainable. However, at the individual level, as students, as children, as people in their homes, uh, they can do small bits and pieces here and there to reduce the overall material flow and consumption of uh, products, regardless of the material they're made of. That's a really interesting point, Manir, because it's it's how you communicate with people and how you engage with people if you want to to be able to change uh, an entrenched mindset, you know, the mindset that is, well, I'll go to, you know, the supermarket, they'll give me seven plastic bags and I'll use them once. We've got to get around that. But it's it's also about making it not necessarily easy, but making it so that it's not difficult for people to engage with, isn't it? And I just wonder, you know, how you communicate that message to people. Uh, provide them with alternatives if they don't have alternatives the alternative to a plastic bag is to avoid using it from the first place and if you have to use it get a reusable one pay an extra fee so that you don't rem- uh, you don't use it as a single use because a reusable bag is heavier is thicker and usually has higher environmental impact so if you use it only once then you are causing more more problems then so that's why there is a fee so when you go to a supermarket now and there is a fee on a, on a reusable bag don't be angry at us this mm-hmm. this fee is to push you to avoid using the bag in the first place and whenever you have to use it try to reuse it try to use it again and again as as much as possible and then put it in its dedicated area don't let it discard it in the in the, in the desert or in in the, in the in the coast areas. This this is very important. Who whoever is going to the desert for camping for any type of activities, they could see what I'm talking about. They could see bottles scattered here and there, bags scattered here and there, and we could have such a clean desert. And we 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 had it before, and we should have it again. And the, the way to do it is to make people avoid using these products in these places. Fair enough. Just to push uh, further from this question, I just want to highlight that what is required is raising awareness, and what is also required is putting incentives around the awareness so that people do change their behaviors, you know, their their waste, uh, you know, behaviors and so on around plastics. Uh, but uh, talk us through what Mission Zero does when it comes to communication, uh, the communication program that they have. Is that something they built into that as well? Of course. I, I, I mentioned that we, we worked with universities, with, uh, with schools, with the thousands and thousands of individuals who were engaged in the campaign last year, uh, um, government employees. We've organized uh, training and workshops that were attended by more than 3,000 government employees. Uh, so thousands of people were engaged, but at the same time, Look at smoking, for example. Everybody want, knows that smoking is bad to your health, but they keep smoking. So awareness alone and outreach alone is in, is not enough if not associated with other measures. Regulatory measures, certain administrative measures, certain procedures like the ban, like the fees. Uh, the fees, for example. Look at the fees, for example. Fees plus awareness plus a ban led to a reduction in the number of bags by 95% in one year. This means for every 100 bags used to be distributed at a cash counter, 95 bags are gone. Only five are left and they are reusable now. So this was a major shift in behavior led by awareness, but at the very same time by the ban, by changing specifications, by regulatory work, by administrative work, by, by partnerships, with the retailers, with all the big retailer groups that made it successful. That's great. That actually, this is puts everything in perspective because it's not only raising awareness through what you explained, uh, workshops, you know, conferences or social media, outreach, school engagement and so on, but also following that up with actual policies. Yeah, of course. We didn't do it alone. So, the, and luckily when we had the ban uh, effective on June 1, 2022, 
it went viral on mm. social media and it was <laughs> trending for a couple of weeks, I guess. And there were many jokes. People, Some people were angry. Some people were happy. So that dialogue helped us a lot. It helped us to raise awareness about what, what we're talking about. I, I used to respond to hundreds of requests from the public through the uh, government, uh, what do you call it, call center. On daily basis, angry customers, things like that, that they go to, they are paying here more, here less, they're, they're giving them single-use bags for for fee. So all of these elements of government, inter, not government, public interaction with the government policy, for me, was helping us to deliver the message and which helped in getting us the great results we've, we've had. That's a really interesting point. I was going to say exactly that to you there. When the ban, the plastic bag ban first came in, I remember my first experience in the supermarket. And of course, I didn't have a tote bag. I had nothing. And then they presented me with a, well, you need five bags. You need to pay for five bags. And I was kind of, what do you mean? Because I'm I'm so used to free plastic bags. Uh, So for a couple of seconds, I felt kind of put out, to be honest. The next time I went to the supermarket, I was ready. It wasn't difficult to find kind of quite a cool tote bag. They were available everywhere. It didn't really get in the way at all. It was pretty straightforward. And that's the point, isn't it? You you had to do it. Personally, I avoid using bags. I don't use. Since, since last year, probably I didn't buy... Uh, more than five bags. Good. I avoid using them. Uh, I, I go, I do my grocery shopping. I take them exactly as they are in the trolley and take them to the back of the, my, my car. Mm-hmm. And then I use the laundry boxes at home to collect them from my car to my home. I don't use bags. At least these grocery bags. There are bags sure. that are exempted from the ban. Bags used for vegetables, grains, uh, meat, poultry, chicken. Uh, uh, fish, all of these bags, not what we call them, not bags, bags used in the in the pharmacies, bags used in the uh, what do you call it, the laundry services. All of these are exempted. We don't want to ban anything that doesn't have an alternative. Unless we have an alternative, then we are targeting the product. We, we have many serious issues with with plastic and plastic waste, I could tell you that all single-use products that we are targeting are less than 2 to 3% uh, of the total volume of plastic waste. We have 400,000 tons of plastic in our waste streams in Abu Dhabi. While all these, the the the, the, the savings from bags is 1,300 1, tons last year. So in comparison to the big issue, uh, it's not that major. However, uh, it has to do with every single individual. This is number one. Number two, these products, they leak into the environment. Other bigger plastic products, they don't leak that easily to the environment. If you have a chair, you don't take it to the desert and throw it. But if you have a bag or a bottle and you are in the desert, you throw it in the desert. I, I wanted to add to that. I actually went to a desert once and I found a full-on sofa dumped in the desert. <laughs> I took a picture of it. And I'm like, why? Why would you throw a sofa in the desert? And I just imagined like, I don't know, creatures sitting on it. <laughs> Luxury camping. Luxury camping. <laughs> but you're right. Like I would honestly see more of the plastic because it's easier to fly away. And I think this is what people don't think about is that other items are harder to be drifted off, but plastic is so easy to drift to different places, whether it's a bottle, whether it's a bag. Um, and they go to harm not just not just the environment and the species. It ends up harming us without us realizing it. And I guess this, uh, again, the emphasis on single-use plastic products, not just plastics in general is what's important. I want to push through to the uh, Abu Dhabi's commitment to reuse, recycle, and refuse single-use products in general. Is that something that is still ongoing as well? What we are trying to do is to close the loop. So whatever we recover, we should recycle here and reuse here. Okay, and thanks God, uh, working within the boundaries of our policies, many private sector operators, they're establishing recycling facilities in Abu Dhabi for uh, bottles, which we call them PET, polyethylene, plastic. 
uh, in the industrial area in, in Kizad. And um, some of uh, the recovered material now nowadays, we, we're collecting bottles. Uh, the private sector is collecting bottles and some of the recovered uh, bottles are being completely recycled within the UAE and reused as uh, for industrial uh, uses in plastic or for uh, even some in the furniture and cushions and things like that. They are stuffing them with, with the fibers produced out of the bottles. Uh, um, there are more uh, structured initiatives to uh, reuse the bottles in the water bottles again or in the in the bottles themselves and producing uh, bottles out of the recycled material and uh, we hope that by, at the end of the day we we will close the circle uh, more and more uh, and uh, we keep uh, our resources inside instead of exporting them abroad what we know uh, from this conversation, what I think is becoming really clear is that in the UAE, there have been strong steps towards sustainability taken. The Mission to Zero uh, initiative, for example, the charge on plastic bags, the UAE is heading towards banning single-use plastic by next year. The government's placing policies for companies and shops uh, and we, as kind of the general public, we need to kind of align with that. And we're being encouraged to do that. And it's it's really being phrased as personal responsibility. Now, that's a sensible approach. But what more can we do? The average guy like me or anybody listening to this, what can, what can we do as consumers? Uh, what should we not be doing, Munir? Uh, be prepared to stop using styrofoam products. They are banned as of next year in the Emirates of Abu Dhabi. Wow, that's great news. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this is this is happening. The regulation is there. So the, the timing, it is just an issue of timing. Uh, get your reusable uh, bottle from now and try to avoid using bags as much as possible. Uh, cutlery, uh, plates, stirrers, all of these try to use reusable uh, products. What, what do you want me not to do is to stop using these products. Stop using these and try to live without them for a week and you, you can find it very easily that it is livable. Uh, as others have done it. The, the rest of the world is is moving very fast in that direction. We have more than 127 countries that are taking concrete actions to restrict the use of single-use products and single-use plastic. And definitely, the, the UAE is not following others. It's trying to lead others in, into that direction. Uh, Abu Dhabi is a plastic producing emirate and is an oil producing emirate. And we are setting the example of how we can do these things in a more sustainable manner. Mariam, what would you add to that? So I think it's much easier than we expect. Yes, the ban is there, but I realized also in the beginning of this year, I have always been using recycled bottles at home, but because we have that cooler. But I would be, I would say ashamed or it doesn't come to mind that I would take it with me out to when I go to the office because bottles of water are available. So I've made a decision this year that why not? I'm going to start taking my water bottle with me and I'll be proud of it. So it's as simple as that. There are some habits that we don't take outside of our comfort zone just because it's not the norm or the social practice. So when we make it a social practice, it changes it affects other people as well. And I've noticed that in the office that more people are bringing in their bottles. But also, I think this is a big message um, that we want to emphasize on is aim to leave nothing behind wherever you go. So just like you wouldn't leave trash laying around in your house, this entire land, our homeland, is our house. And it's housing so many people and so many uh, species and I always like to refer to the Japanese model of life. And we've noticed this when it was in the FIFA. They left the the stadium cleaner than they've arrived in it. And why can't we do that? You know, why can't we leave the place cleaner than what we found it? Even if it's not my plastic bottle that I found in the desert or in the beach, why not just pick it up and be kind? Uh, 
you know, like it, it doesn't take much. It might make you feel better. It might bring you good karma. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's definitely something to consider. Everything single use should be reused. And if it can't be reused, how can it be um, repurposed? And then also, how do we leave the place better than how we found it? That's a great message. I honestly want to thank you for for sharing that insight and, and, and your perspective on how that should go. I want to finish off this fantastic episode on one question. This year, we have two big uh, initiatives. One of them is the Year Sustainability, which is 2023 uh, here in the UAE, and also COP28, the 2023 United Nations Climate Change Conference, which runs from the November 30th to December 12th of this year. Uh, and it will be in Dubai, of course. So uh, this question is for both of you, right? From your perspective, what does it mean for the UAE to be hosting such an international event? Uh, and also uh, in climate change terms, what do you see emerging from these commitments that the UAE has made and is continuing to make into the future? I'll start with you, uh, Maryam. So with COP28 being hosted in the UAE, Uh, and with this in the same year that it's the year of sustainability, I think it's about planting a seed of change. We can't solve every sustainable issue in one year, but we can plant the seed to start growing and start changing. We don't want to end sustainability in this year. We want to start making that change today for tomorrow. And when we think about it, it's not just tomorrow for the future generations, but it's the tomorrow that we might exist in and how that can impact us in the upcoming years. And it might not be that long. And when we think about climate change, I think the UAE or this region has experienced the most global warming Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, in terms of how we are actually living, a living example of that, how if we change the way that we consume, conserve, and act, it can actually be a a good um, case study for the rest of the world. And this is what uh, Munir was saying as well, is that we don't just follow, we're also leading, uh, a leading example in sustainability. So we look at the best practices of what other countries are doing and adopt what makes sense to our culture and our environment. Um, When it comes to energy and conservation, How can we conserve energy and water? How can we uh, be more responsible in the way that we, not just on single-use plastic or on single-use anything, but also how can we be more responsible in every element of our life? I remember also one of the things that I've experienced this year, and I, I feel like it would be nice to share that Uh, we went on a mangrove planting in Nias Island. And part of that journey, we were a group of people, around 50. And the instructor was telling us, please walk in a single line to reduce your footprint on the area. And that just struck me in a very profound way. Like, oh my God, it's also about how our tracks cause an impact. And then we ha- we had a session to reflect about that as well, is that before all this development that the UAE went through, when people used to drive from Abu Dhabi to Ain and the rest of the Emirates or, uh, uh, you know, the Northern Emirates, they would follow the traces of each other's cars, not just to find their way, but to also reduce the impact on the environment around uh, the desert. So I think if we think about our impact and reducing it, like our footprint doesn't need to be that hurtful. It can be kind and it can be just, you know, as minimal as possible. Yeah. Uh, the way I look at COP28 is that uh, we've been doing a lot of work in uh, sustainability and environmental management over the past few decades in, in the UAE. It's a, it's deep-rooted within the culture, uh, starting from the founder of the of this uh, great country. Uh, I think COP28 would help is the way to make our messages clearer to our constituencies here with the private sector. Everybody is talking about it now and they are more willing to do more concrete actions. And this is the way I think COP28 is helping us. COP28 has a major international agenda on climate change. We're doing a lot on climate change ourselves, but our all global impact as, as a country is very minimal. 
uh, we will be affected largely by climate change, though we affect very little in the global issue. We do have a contribution, but it's very it's very small. So uh, the way I see it is that it provides us with an opportunity to explain our our issues more to our target audience. Munir and Mariam, thank you so much for joining us. It was great having you. Thank you for having us. Thank and you. this was very naturally educated. <laughs> thank you. I've thank learned you so much. much from you, Munir. Honestly, you. this Me was too. an absolute pleasure to know more about how plastic is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Two great guests, Abdurrahman. So much information to take in. Honestly, so much. And I thought I knew about plastics, but... Wow, <laughs> this gave me a new perspective for sure. <laughs> I mean, the year of sustainability, first of all, is something we're going to talk about a lot in this season of Naturally Educated. So the UAE is encouraging all those who call the UAE home to make meaningful changes in, I suppose, our everyday lives and to adopt mm -hmm. an environmentally conscious lifestyle. And it's by focusing on three areas, responsible consumption, conservation, and climate change. But it's also about, you know, the concept of recycling or sustainability in general being digestible, easy to implement. We're all busy. We need to make it part of our lives, but that it doesn't encroach, make our lives more difficult. The thing is that widespread use of plastic came, I mean, really came from convenience in the first mm -hmm. place, didn't it? Of course it is. And, you know, what happens is, people don't really realize or don't see the impact of single-use plastic until you tell them, like like Munir did, hey guys, you're eating a credit card-sized plastic each week. I know. It's shocking. It is definitely shocking. And the fact that, you know, if we continue going down that path, we will have more plastics than fish in the ocean. Um, that's just an incredible statistic. But, you know, the point is the UAE is taking strong steps, as we explained, towards sustainability uh, with the initiatives that we explained, like the Mission to Zero in Abu Dhabi and Dubai implementing a charge on plastic bags in supermarkets as well. Uh, and finally, the one that is honestly going to push everything towards the right direction, which is the UAE, uh, that is heading towards the ban of single-use plastic uh, products by 2024. Also, while the government is placing policies for companies and shops, we all need to look for alternatives to single-use plastic uh, and for solutions uh, that uh, go to responsible consumption, uh, specifically to avoid uh, single-use plastic, right? And to try to increase the life cycle of objects like reuse um, and also single-use anything in general isn't good for the environment. Wastefulness isn't part of our values. Do you know, that's the crux of all of this, isn't it? It's to mm. stop wasting things, to reuse things and not to just not uh, get involved with anything that is single use. It's just to make the most of what we have. And that's today's episode, folks. The year of sustainability, consequences of single use material on waste accumulation, climate change, and pollution. Our guests today were Munir Salem Boghanem, uh, policy advisor at Environment Agency Abu Dhabi, and Mariam Badr Al-Murekhi, strategic digital manager at Year of Sustainability team, expert and fellow alumina UAE National Experts Program. Just before we sign off, Tim, can you let everyone know where to find us and get in touch with us with this episode? For sure. We love hearing from you. It really helps to hear what you think about the discussions we have on Naturally Educated. Please keep on reaching out with your comments or if you have a story to share about this episode or this season. You can find us Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Environment Abu Dhabi, one word. There's also our website ead.gov.ae or our YouTube channel at Environment Agency Abu Dhabi. Please give us a like and hit subscribe as well. Thank you for joining us. I'm Abdurrahman Zabi. I'm Tim Elliott. We're back with another episode of Naturally Educated very soon. We'll talk more then. <laughs>